Soccer practice can lead to amazing discoveries. In the summer of 1945, on the grounds of the Church of St. Aurea, was uncovered a hidden stone with the writing that was a funeral epitaph uh, for Monica. The words go like this. Here lies the most virtuous mother of a young man whose light shone brighter than any merits or teaching. Her glory was that of great accomplishments, but above them all was being a great mother of virtue. Saint Monica was a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Her tears and yearning for the conversion of her family transformed the life of the greatest philosopher of Christianity, Saint Augustine. For in Monica, Augustine was sown the seeds of virtue and peace. Our first lesson today tells the story of another mother. Biblical scholarship is inconclusive about whether Tabitha had any biological children. Yet the entire community that she served was her children. Her intimate circle consisted of, yes, the Christian community in Joppa, but her wider family circle was that of all the poor and disenfranchised in that village. The Greek language that St. Luke writes in telling Tabitha's story is very clear, that she is a disciple. Discipleship is the active engagement of recognizing the Lordship of Jesus, the power of resurrection, through how one sees the world and how one lives in the world. Tabitha's understanding of the world, her worldview was so transformed by the life of Jesus' death, his ministry and resurrection, that she devoted herself to actively engage in good works and work of charity. The Greek further suggests that Tabitha was constant and consistent in her ministry to other people. And she was probably a person of immense financial means, yet she used those very means to support the needs of the wider community. The implication of her act of devotion is that her work was not contained in a house or in a house church, but spread throughout the land. For Joppa was infused by the joyful work and spirit of Tabitha, or Dorcas. She was committed to living out the example of Jesus in her daily interactions. She was committed to kindness, helping, feeding, and clothing. And as it happens, the vicissitudes of life took its toll on her, so much so that she became ill and died, and her death impacted the rest of the community. 
Among those who mourned were fellow believers who rapidly sent word to Peter. And we know the rest of the story from there. She's miraculously healed and resurrected. Why does St. Luke offer this story? I think it's not only to tell the story of a miracle, but also to give us a truth about what it specifically means to be a follower, a disciple of Jesus. Now, if you remember, from 1987 onwards, um, there was a slogan that, you know, that ran through uh, the halls of um, the ad agencies on Madison Avenue. It was, membership has its privileges. Remember that slogan? Yeah? Membership has its privileges. Well, that, that slogan was coined by American Express, and uh, they created that slogan as a way to create a sense of prestige when you carry and use the charge card that has the symbol of a Roman centurion. Now, take that in contrast. Contrast with the testimony of the book of Acts and the figures that make a substantive difference, perhaps against the powers of Rome, the people who were disciples of the way of Jesus. Those disciples, and the word disciples is used decidedly, are not merely passive members of a religious institution. Dorcas, Barnabas, Saul who turns into Paul, they are all actively engaged in discipleship. And they concentrate their life they submit their lives and focus their lives on the central figure for them, the central figure of human history, Jesus. Following Jesus did not have the prestige and panache of being part of the Imperium in Rome, and was all about reorienting themselves around living into a higher truth, a truth that reveals that certainly beauty fades away, riches come and go, but in order for life to have meaning, abundance, and purpose, it must be centered around love and sacrifice. Earlier, I alluded to the epitaph of St. Monica, who inspired her son to deepen his life by submitting himself to the Lord of life, Jesus. And Augustine did just that. Perhaps the greatest thinker of his time, and perhaps our time, Augustine was someone who was able to germinate the seed of profound higher truth in the soil of Greek philosophy in order to bring others to the fruit of faith. He was able to do this because the seed that was planted in him, the seed that was sown by his mother, who was an active disciple of Jesus, and not merely a member. The seed of the gospel in the city of Joppa was sown and grew rapidly because of the light and witness of Dorcas's witness. And now, beloved, the invitation is for you, is to each and every one of you. Now, while membership at the historic St. Anne's founded in 1692 in the city of Annapolis has its privileges, we are called to go deeper in faith. Why? Because membership is passive and doesn't revolutionize the world. Think of a gym membership. 
Some of us use it, some of us don't. Most of us don't. We all have one. That membership does not point towards redemption and salvation. Discipleship is active and changes the world one person, one city, one country at a time. And it is the path towards recognizing God's grace at a deeper level, a level that goes to the core of one's bones. So the choice, as in all things in life, is yours. Is your call to stand as a disciple of Jesus for the creation of a community of care that moves beyond autonomous self-interests, class interests? Is your vision one that is so encapsulated by John's revelation of all people, regardless of caste, color, creed, worshiping before the throne of God, centering our lives on something that is so much more true than our self-interest, so much so that it ministers to the poor, cares for the disenfranchised, and demonstrates itself with life and the deed of reflecting God's ultimate love for creation. If you are seeking that path, seeking deeper meaning rather than the illusions of Insta, Facebook, and Twitter, of even worldly wealth, if you are someone who desires to experience the way to higher truth apart from the lures of selfishness that leads to the disparity of the haves and the have-nots, if you are someone who desires to work for the care of creation and all the beauty of this earth, if you are committed to the breaking down of the idolatry of autonomous self-interest to stand for those who are voiceless, if you are one seeking forgiveness and redemption, recognizing that we cannot be saved in and by ourselves, then the choice is simple. You, are, you desire to be a disciple of Jesus. If you stand in this boat, I invite you to contemplate on something that I learned from the Acts Bible study this week led by Patricia Jennings and Father Dion. They left me with, um, with this concept of the power surge, which they got from uh, Dr. Michael uh, W. Foss. And it's like this. There are six consonants in the word power surge. And we know that we receive power, the surge of power, by the marks of the Holy Spirit. And this power surge is actually a mark of discipleship. And it starts with P. Pray daily. Then it goes to W. Worship weekly. R. Actually, not only look at your Bible, but open it. Take the dust off. Read the Bible. Read it daily. S. Serve. R, relate to others. Share with others your faith, your vulnerabilities, your doubts, and give. Give of your time, your talent, and give of your treasure because all things come from God. Beloved, as a pastor, as your pastor, let me just say, it's time that the church really becomes 
and lives as the church. And being the church only occurs when we experience that power surge of the Holy Spirit that invites us into a deeper discipleship. So when you come forward to receive the holy body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, remember that we receive the holy sacrament not as if it were a magic pill, a pill to solve all our pains and sorrow. Rather, we receive the sacrament acknowledging the lordship of Jesus in our lives, acknowledging that even in the valley of the shadows of the darkness of death, we will not fear because we have the good shepherd with us. We receive the sacrament to experience love so amazing, so divine, that it demands our souls, our lives, our all. Beloved, Discipleship has its privileges and responsibilities. And the question before us is whether you are ready to become one.